If you're holding on to any bitterness or any grudges, it's literally like holding on to a ticking time bomb. It's like a hole in your heart. It's like a leak in your love tank. Hey, my name is Gabe Kolstad. Welcome to the Midweek Motivation, our new midweek episode for Westside Community Church. And I hope that this brings you some inspiration and some help along the way. Today, we're going to be talking about forgiving when forgiveness is hard. That's a lot of times. Whenever, I mean, here's the thing, forgiveness it's hard. It's always hard. So if you think forgiveness is hard right now, it's because it's normally hard to forgive people. Here's something we learned last week in our weekend service at Westside Community Church. We learned that the number one reason we don't experience more love is unforgiveness. And so if you're feeling like you don't have enough love in your life right now, you might just check this possibility. Is there anything that you're holding on to from something someone's done, said, didn't do, You know, something that's happened to you? Um, we also learned this, that the number one reason for unforgiveness is actually a misunderstanding of the how, of the what, and the when of forgiveness. We're going to talk about that in this short episode, but I want to read you this quick statement from Johns Hopkins. They said this, whether it's a simple spat with your spouse or long-held resentment toward a family member or friend, unresolved conflict can go deeper than you may realize. It may be affecting your physical health. The good news, studies have found that the act of forgiveness can reap huge rewards for your health, lowering the risk of heart attack, improving cholesterol levels and sleep, and reducing pain, blood pressure, and levels of anxiety, depression, and stress. And research points to an increase in the forgiveness health connection as you age. Wow, I mean, this is a big deal. If you don't deal with any unforgiveness in your life, you're, you're kind of cutting off the quality of life for yourself. You might even be shortening your lifespan. For sure, you're making every day a little more miserable, and it's probably time to deal with this head on, and I want to help you do that today. Thomas Edison was working on a crazy new idea, the light bulb. And it actually took a whole team of men 24 hours to put just one together. So when he finished the first one, he handed the prototype to a young boy helper who nervously carried it up the stairs step by step. He cautiously watched his hands, obviously frightened of dropping such a priceless piece of work. And you probably guess what happened next. He dropped it. Now, what did Thomas Edison do in that moment? Well, I wasn't there, but uh, I do know this. We still have a light bulb today. That means he just got over it somehow, and he kept on going. And sometimes we've got to take that approach of like, man, I'm not going to let this incident or string of occurrences or those words that were, I'm not going to let that define my life and stop me from the great things that I know are in store for me. So I want to talk about how to adjust then. If if we have a misunderstanding about forgiveness, that how we, how it works, what it is, and when we should do it, I want to clear those things up in this next few minutes. So This is hard, C.S. Lewis said. I want to talk about the how. He said, this is hard. It is perhaps not so hard to forgive a single great injury, but to forgive the incessant provocations of daily life. You know what I'm talking about. To keep on forgiving the bossy mother-in-law, the bullying husband, the nagging wife, the selfish daughter, the deceitful son. How can we do it? C.S. Lewis says, only, I think, by remembering where we stand, by meaning our words. When we say in our prayers each night, forgive our trespasses as we forgive those that trespass against us. We are offered forgiveness on no other terms. To refuse that is to refuse God's mercy for ourselves. I think a lot of times we misunderstand the how. How does forgiveness work? Well, the reason why we have the capacity to forgive is because God has forgiven us. 
And a lot of times the disconnect in our holding on to a grudge or to bitterness comes because we either we forgot how much we've already been forgiven, and maybe in some senses we're sort of taking it for granted right now. We sort, we sort of stop seeing ourselves as somebody who needs forgiveness. And if that's where you're at right now, and you can be honest about that, it might be time just to go back to those moments when you realized that you needed God's grace and forgiveness and reconnect with what God has done for you through Jesus. If you've never experienced that and you don't have that example in your life of being forgiven, know that forgiveness is as close as a whispered prayer. We see all the time at Westside, we see people acknowledging their need for forgiveness through Jesus and God just readily forgiving them. And it just lightens. You can watch somebody's shoulders rise when that happens. I mean, I've experienced it myself. When I'm not carrying guilt, I'm so much nicer of a person. (laughs) When I'm not carrying guilt, I, I feel better physically. And we get that capacity from the forgiveness of God. I love what Ephesians 1, 7 says. It says, He is so rich in kindness and grace that he purchased our freedom with the blood of his son and forgave our sins. I mean, God loves us. He has forgiven us. That gives us the capacity to forgive. If you're ever feeling like you just don't have the wherewithal to forgive somebody, it's probably because you're looking at what they did to you or the offense that was caused. And that's bigger in your mind than the offense that you caused to God or maybe that you've caused to other people. And getting that in perspective is a healthy thing to realize that we all are in need of forgiveness, that nobody's really sinned bigger than anybody else. And if someone else has offended you, that it's okay to acknowledge that you probably have offended them in the the same way or in a different way, that for sure you and I uh, have one thing in common, that is that we are dirty, rotten scoundrels, (laughs) that we all need forgiveness. And because Jesus has given it to us, we can then extend it to other people. That gives us the capacity to forgive. But it doesn't work unless you understand a second thing. That is what? What actually is forgiveness? Well, Berkeley University said this, said psychologists generally define forgiveness as a conscious, deliberate decision to release feelings of resentment or vengeance toward another person or group who's harmed you regardless of whether they actually deserve your forgiveness. I mean, Berkeley said that, that you're going to release this offense regardless of whether the person that offended you deserves the forgiveness. And uh, that's one thing I have come to learn about forgiveness, that it is the releasing of hurt instead of the returning of hurt. Because when we're hurt, I mean, you and I, we have, the, we have this instinct that goes, if you hurt me, it's a self-defense mechanism for me to say, well, I'm going to hurt you back to show you that I don't like that, that you shouldn't do that, that I'm not going to accept that again. And um, what we learn is that that actually creates more of a wound in our souls than forgiving. Returning the hurt is harder on us than releasing the hurt. And not to mention all the damage it causes to the person that we're returning the hurt to or those who are watching it, who hope that we're a little bit better person than that and are looking to us as an example. Well, one of the things too that is important is to realize that there is a difference between if you think about what is forgiveness, it's not it's not the same thing as reconciliation. Releasing, you know, forgiveness and reconciliation are two different things. I often think of it as forgiveness is instantaneous. That if you say you forgive somebody and if you release that, that's an instantaneous decision that does not depend on their reaction or response. But trust is a different issue. Your reconciliation depends on the rebuilding of trust. It, it, reconciliation involves a new agreement that is trust-based. 
So for you to say, I forgive you to someone who has offended you doesn't mean that you've reconciled the relationship. That's not required. But being willing to release the, the vengeance, to release the toxicity of it, to release your obsession about it, to release holding them hostage to something that they did once or used to do or didn't do, um, that's your decision. And forgiveness is really your decision, and, and it releases you as much as it releases the other person. There's a book out, if you haven't already read it, it's called Boundaries. It's absolutely fantastic, and it can help you as you're thinking about how do I rebuild trust in a relationship, or how do I require someone else to rebuild trust before I let them back in, and how do I forgive in the midst of that? Boundaries by John Townsend, I think, is, is one of the absolute best resources out there that can help you. Then there's the when. We, we got the how, we got the what. What about the when? When do you forgive somebody? Let me give you the, the one-word answer. Now. You forgive now. I mean, as soon as you realize that you're harboring bitterness or a grudge, you forgive. You got you to gotta stop and make it happen. I mean, just come to grips with what happened. Come to grips with that God has forgiven you for even vaster sins and that you could release the hurt and the pain of this thing. Do it now. Restore your own sanity, your own peace of mind, your own health, your own sense of wholeness right now. Get better sleep now. <laughs> Fix that leak in your love tank now. Now, listen, I, when I was uh, in my early 20s, I had a major rift with my father. And I remember the year that it took me to forgive him. And I can remember many sleepless nights uh, just in torture, really, because I was stewing over some things that were between us. And, and I was imagining what the scenario should have been like, and, and I, was, I was hurt over the disappointment of it all. And I remember the day when I came to grips with my need to forgive my father and how much better I felt when I just made the decision. We met together, and I remember standing in a gravel road uh, talking to my dad and, and letting go what was between us. It didn't mean that everything was fixed or that I understood everything, but what it meant was we could move on and we could move forward, and we have. And today, I have a great, loving relationship with my dad. I called him yesterday, and uh, you know, we say I love you to each other, and it's it, it's wonderful. And what I know is that holding on to that bitterness, holding on to that hurt, is only hurting you and those that you actually love. So, your life is too important to let your heart waste away. You, you can't go on with this leak in your love tank. It's going to destroy you. And God has two great plans for you in order for that to stay that way. So two things I want to give you right here. Make sure, one, you're subscribed to the Westside Podcast so you can keep getting the motivation you need on these important topics. And secondly, consider joining us at Westside Community Church for one of our weekend services, either online or on site, where you can get more practical inspiration like this.